G'day, Dr. Carl here. Again, I dived into the vaults to find this two-part series on the asteroid belt, or is it belts? Hmm. This was recorded back in 2005, a bit before I got my own personal asteroid, modestly named 18412 Krushelnitsky. But even without this terrible omission, it's still a swashbuckling tale. This is the problem. Take a pair of scales of the old-fashioned... Whenever the plot starts to drag in a space sci-fi movie, the scriptwriter will throw in the dreaded asteroid belt or even the asteroid storm. In the Star Wars movie The Empire Strikes Back, the good guys in the Millennium Falcon fearlessly plunge into a mass of asteroids to get away from the bad guys. Of course, the baddies being bad, are lousy pilots and smash into the rocks, while the goodies, who are of course ace pilots, get through alive. But it was a close thing, even for the goodies. The rocks are huge, there are thousands of them, and they are so close together that the good guys have to dodge and weave and duck ceaselessly to avoid collision. In fact, in this sci-fi world, the rocks are so close that you could sometimes jump from one to the next. Even the very name, Asteroid Belt, suggests a continuous body. But in reality, it's nothing like that. An Asteroid Belt is practically all empty space. In our solar system, we have a ring of asteroids orbiting the Sun. It lies between the four inner small rocky planets, Mercury, Venus, Earth and Mars, and the four outer giant gas planets, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus and Neptune. Most people have heard mention of this asteroid belt. It took a while for our telescope technology to get good enough, but on January 1, 1801, an asteroid was discovered in this belt. It was also the largest ever discovered, about 930 kilometres across. Of course, the smaller asteroids took longer to discover because they were harder to see. As the astronomers discovered tens, then hundreds, and finally thousands of asteroids, the name Asteroid Belt gradually evolved. The Asteroid Belt has about one million rocks bigger than a kilometre across and about 250 of these are larger than 100 kilometres. If you go really small, there are many millions more rocks just a few metres across. Even so, the total mass of all the asteroids is about a thousand times smaller than the mass of the Earth. The current theory is that the asteroids are the remnants of material that couldn't quite coalesce into existence as a planet probably because of the disruptive effects of the enormous gravitational field of Jupiter. But it turns out that in our solar system, there are two more zones where asteroids hang out. Now first, let's get a measuring scale that better suits the solar system. The universe is a big place, and the distances are huge. Our Earth is about 150 million kilometres from the Sun. Astronomers call this distance between the Sun and the Earth, 150 million kilometres, one astronomical unit, or one AU. 
Jupiter, the first of the giant gas planets, is about 5 AU astronomical units from the Sun, while Neptune, the last of the giant gas planets, is about 30 AU out. Pluto, out beyond the gas giants, has a very elliptical or egg-shaped orbit that takes it between 30 and 50 AU from the Sun. It cannot hit Neptune because the two planets are locked into a mathematical 3-2 resonance. In the time that it takes Neptune to make three orbits of the Sun, about 165 years per orbit, Pluto will make two orbits, about 248 years per orbit. They are locked into this cosmic dance and can never come close enough to hit each other. There is another asteroid belt past Pluto. It's called the Kuiper Belt. Back in 1951, the astronomer Gerard P. Kuiper was pondering the comets, especially those that loop around the Sun in less than 200 years. These comets include Halley's Comet, last seen from Earth in 1985-86, and Shoemaker-Levi, which slammed into Jupiter in 1994. He worked out that comets like these would have to come from a belt fairly close to the planets of the solar system. He noticed that these comets also tend to come hurtling in from outer space quite close to the plane of the planets, rather than from just any old direction. Kuiper predicted that there should be a flattened belt or disk of comets and asteroids beginning just outside the orbit of Neptune, 30 AU, and reaching out to about 1,000 AU or astronomical units. But spotting a comet past Neptune is like trying to see a 100-watt light bulb at 20 times the distance of the Moon. Well, back in 1992, our telescope technology finally got good enough. Two astronomers, after five years of looking, found a comet in what is now called the Kuiper Belt. It was a biggie, about 280 kilometres across. Since then, ground telescopes have found hundreds of big comets, between 100 and 400 kilometres across, while the Hubble Space Telescope has found hundreds of small comets, a few kilometres in diameter. We now reckon there are probably a billion comets and rocks in the Kuiper Belt. And in fact, in August 2005, astronomers announced that they had found something roughly the size of Pluto caught up in the Kuiper Belt. But there's yet another asteroid belt in our solar system, even further out, and that's what I'll talk about next time. What does it mean? Why is it so?